Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Buck Fever Podcast. My name is Noah Switz, and I will be your host tonight. It is just going to be me. By the way, probably like 86% of people just shut this down as soon as I said that. So, to those of you who are either my mom or someone who can stand to listen to me ramble here for the next 30 minutes or so, um, thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. But but no, it, it, it was kind of a short week for the Buck Fever crew here. Um, we had a really, really tight turnaround to try and get a podcast out this week because we were just on our Minnesota hunting trip. And we kind of thought we'd have a little bit more content coming out of there, seeing as how all of us were going to be in the same place at the same time. And, you know, what better time to try to make some content. But uh, things just never really came together for us on that front. And, and on the podcasting front in particular, um, you know, we had pretty much all day sits out there. So getting up, you know, with uh, three on the clock and getting to a spot, nobody was going to be podcasting in the morning. And then, you know, we're out in the woods all day. And by the time you get back at night, you're trying to shower and get some supper in you. And, you know, then um, it's kind of hard to sit down and shoot a podcast. There's nobody's really in the mood for that at that point. So we didn't want to force it. Um and, and now here we are. So it's, it's just going to be me. But, um, you know, we actually had talked a little bit about potentially starting a, a spinoff podcast from the one that we usually do. Um, you know, keeping the one we have that's, you know, the Buck Fever podcast that we do, you know, however often it's going to be with, you know, the Buck Fever crew and sometimes bringing guests on and whatever. Um, and it would sort of follow the format that we have usually gone with. Um, but then we also had talked about doing kind of a spinoff of that. That would be, um, you know, primarily just me doing what I'm going to do tonight. Um, sometimes bringing guests on, whether that's, you know, the guys on the crew or other guests, whatever. Um, but maybe just having a little bit different style where it's more, you know, talk show sort of thing like this. Um, I think the audio quality would be a little bit better and, and some of the topics maybe could get a little bit more interesting. It would probably be a little bit more loose, a little bit less censored, um, you know, potentially even a little bit more explicit. It'd be more um, comedic and, and more entertainment value maybe and a little bit less, you know, educational um, or informational, um, possibly covering, you know, some of the the hot topics in the hunting industry, the fishing industry, you know, various, um, you know, news that might be out there or surrounding the industry um, and just kind of getting, you know, maybe a little bit more of a comedic take on some of these things that, that take place that maybe would be a little bit more interesting to listen to. So um, one thing you guys could do would be to leave us a comment and let us know if that's something that you would be interested in. Um, you know, we don't want to produce content that nobody cares about. Um, and so if you don't want to listen to me ramble on and on about whatever, um, you know, let us know and then we won't waste our time with it. But if it's something that you might be interested in, if, if we came out with it and you'd at least give an episode or two a try, see if it's something you're into, um, let us know because 
that would uh, that would really help us out tremendously to try and make a decision on that. But this will be a bit of a dry run here. We are going to keep it clean tonight, um, but it, it should be a little bit of a preview as to what that what that new podcast format might look like. So um, yeah, I want to just kind of recap the the weekend that we had. Um, obviously, it opened on Saturday, so Friday night, getting off of work heading over there um i know colby and eli i think i think colby hunted um friday before heading over there no colby didn't hunt my bad colby called me that day when he was on his way because uh, he was just so jacked up and and whatever um, but he was kind of heading over there fairly early in the day um it was eli who hunted that that night in wisconsin and, um, you know, obviously he didn't come away with anything that night. And then we had another guy there, um, that you probably don't know about. Um, his name is Mike. He's been going on that trip for a long time with, with Colby and Eli. Um, it was just the first time meeting him for me and, and for Jake. Um, he's a great guy. Um, super fun to, to have at camp there. So glad we got to spend the time with those guys, but, um, you know, so he got there Friday night and I think Jake and I were the last two to make it into camp. Um, but you know, we, we roll in there and we probably had enough stuff packed for a month. Um, even though we had a, a four day trip, but rolling camp and obviously we we're, you know, getting things, uh, unpacked and ready to go for the following day and the next couple days we're going on onyx trying to figure out you know the spots key in on a place at least somewhere to start jake and i have never been over there hunting and those guys have gone quite a bit so you know they kind of had a, a good lay of the land they knew some spots they, they had things figured out so jake and i sort of pre-scouted it beforehand and picked out a couple spots on the map that looked interesting whatever that we could kind of run by those guys and, and kind of see what their thoughts were. And the first spot we picked out happened to be a spot that Colby actually, I think, got a crack at one last year or two years ago, something like that. Um, and it was a spot that Mike had hunted and, and either harvested one or maybe got a crack at one or something. So, um, you know, one of those spots we had mapped out seemed to be a, a pretty good one. So I think that kind of became the plan then to go there in the morning and everybody kind of had their spots. So, you know, we stayed up a little while hanging out and having a good time and eventually everybody went off to bed and, you know, that, that alarm came real, real early that first morning. I was not ready for that at all. I I think Eli had that puppy humming at like 3.30 and, you know, he's playing some sort of jazz tune that I, I mean, I don't think anybody that I know ever has really listen to anything like that but he just there's something about it it just gets him going in the morning and so sure enough 330 rolls around and you know Eli's got his saxophone going and uh yeah he he flies right up out of bed some of us are a little bit uh easier risers in the morning than others and I'm probably the slowest riser of anybody but Jake did a good job of elbowing me until I finally got up and you know so we we did it we had some breakfast 
um, and then made our way out there. Um, and, and Jake and I, for our mobile setups, we had climbing sticks and then hang-on stands. So, and, and we had about a mile and a half to walk into this spot. Um, so we knew we had to get out there pretty early. It was going to be a heavy pack-in, a long pack-in, a dark pack-in, and you know it, it was going to take some time. So we had to get there pretty early. So we roll up at, at a time that I think is plenty plenty early i feel like we probably were there by five and i don't think it was light till six fifteen or something um and, and when we roll in man we might have been there before five even I, i'm not sure but we roll in there and there's like 13 other cars in that parking spot so that was a, a little bit discouraging and there's actually a, another parking spot on the south end of that piece so there was probably um quite a few other trucks at, at that spot but we uh we started our trek in and it we we probably had i don't know i think jake and i each had a pack that probably weighed 30 40 pounds plus sticks on it and then carrying a gun and carrying our hang-on stands and luckily it wasn't the toughest walk in all things considered we could go through a field for you know, a good portion, at least half or maybe a little bit more, probably a little bit more of the trek in there, but um, definitely not easy by any means, especially in a new place that we've, you know, have no idea where we're going in the dark. And so we, we finally get to a spot and it's, you know, pitch black. We're trying to pick out a tree where we think we're on the waypoint that we had marked and, um, you know, find a spot that looks decent, a tree that looks decent and, just get it hung up and, and try it. And so um, a lot of credit to Jake for being the one who's uh, never afraid to climb up there and get that stuff hung up for us. Um, he uh, he got the sticks all up pretty quick, and then, honestly, he hung up our stands pretty quick too. He's just done it so much, he's he's pretty good at it. Um, so we, we were set up in no time and good to go pretty much by the time it was getting light out there. Um, and that first morning was just really, really slow. We never saw anything, heard anything. And we sat, man, we sat for a long time and then we had no service. We were kind of halfway down in a valley there. So we were, we had no service whatsoever. So we decided to climb down at one point when things were real slow and uh get to the top of the ridge where we thought we could get some service to you know contact the other guys see what they were seeing or if they had shot something whatever um just kind of make contact and so we did and we went for a little walk uh ended up kicking up a deer i think we, we it was probably a doe um i think i think jake just kind of saw our tail and i just saw the brush moving whatever it was Really nothing, uh, you know, noteworthy on that front. And then um, we decided to go and, and sit back down for another couple hours. And I think that's when we got a real good nap in. Um, but still just super quiet, nothing moving. We saw a couple other hunters that, that first morning there, um, like two or three different guys. So finally we just decided to to pack up and get out of there and you know the main thing behind that was we knew we couldn't hunt there 
the next day. Like things were not good. We weren't seeing them. We had to go and, and find a different spot. We couldn't just get lazy and decide to hunt there again because we knew it now and it was easier now. And, you know, we could potentially even leave stuff up, um, you know, and then just get back in there. But it, we, we decided we knew we couldn't do that with not seeing a single deer. So we took the last couple hours of the day to just get out of there, um, get back to the truck, and then try to scout some of these other places that we had picked out, try and see some deer maybe along the road and just get into an area that looked like it had some better activity. So we do that, and there was just an overwhelming amount of vehicles at every single spot, but it's opening day gun season on public land and in a really good area that's known for having big bucks. So, I mean, it, it makes sense. Um, but I, I think it was a little bit more pressured this year than what the other guys remembered from years past. So we were driving around and eventually right kind of close to dark. I mean, we put on, I don't know what Jake said, 70, 80 miles, something like that. And right around dark, we saw a pretty nice buck, probably a two and a half, maybe a three and a half. Uh, but, but a nice one, one that each of us was totally willing to shoot if we saw him. Um, and, and we saw him maybe a hundred yards away from public chasing a couple does across the road. So we, we figured, you know what, that's the best sign of life that we've seen. I think we're going to give that spot a try in the morning. And so we did, that was, that was our plan. And we wanted to get in there and kind of pack in a little bit lighter, sit for an hour or two as the sun comes up. And then once we kind of get a lay of the land, figure it out a little bit, maybe see something, maybe not, then we'll go in there and, you know, we'll, we'll figure out exactly where we want to hang the stand. But just for the morning, let's just get in there and just see what happens. So, you know, fast forward now, it's the following morning. We get in there, we get to a good spot. And, you know, once again, we kind of went the mobile scouting aspect of it all, you know, we kind of figured out where things were looking good on the map, looking at different elevation changes and, you know, pinch points and funnels and things like that. Just trying to get a decent lay for the land mobily before you even get in there. And then when we got in there and, and things were a little bit thicker on the ground than we maybe anticipated, but we got into a good spot um, and, and we, we set up. We were in there pretty early. And probably around 6.30, I want to say, um, we're sitting there and we both hear a noise. Now, if you've hunted long enough, you know that there's going to be squirrels in the woods that are going to fool you. They're going to make you think that, you know, they're a deer or, or something bigger. And then you, you end up seeing them and they're just a squirrel. And so... When, when we hear a noise like that, the leaves rustling, whatever, the first thought is, you know, don't go crazy. Probably just a squirrel, but keep listening. And then the difference I find is squirrels are, are very much more like move, 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 and then they stop. And then move, 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 and then they stop. Whereas many, many times that I've heard deer walking through the woods, it's much more like A to B, they have a point in what they're doing, 
they're they're not like taking two steps and then stopping they just continuously are walking so you know we keep listening and kind of realize yep this this is something that's continuously walking but it's also heavily pressured public land jake and i happen to be the first truck in there but we were thinking you know there's a good chance that there's going to be other people here today coming in behind us so i remember leaning over and asking jake is that a deer or a hunter and he didn't really know it i don't think he really responded he neither of us was sure and we kind of thought we were, we were down the ridge a little bit similar to the first day down from a field edge and we kind of thought that it was either a hunter or a deer walking straight at us pretty much on the path that we took straight down to get down there like coming right from behind us, walking right at us. And I don't know why we were hearing that because eventually Jake turns around and I reach for my gun and also turn around. And when we both get turned around, we see a deer 10 yards behind us that immediately bolts off and it's like a really good buck. One that was bigger than the one we saw the night before. Jake was thinking probably in the mid 130s, just a a nice buck, like one we definitely would have been super happy to harvest. Ten yards behind us, and he just snuck up on us, and he he didn't take that path that we heard. He was coming like parallel with us, and was coming from you know the left side side I was sitting on, left to right, but behind us, and we just we were kind of shocked. We couldn't believe it. So he runs off and kind of runs down the next ridge just a little bit, down into that next valley. Not too far, but enough that we can't see him anymore. But then he starts blowing, and then Jake tries to grunt at him. He would blow, and it just, I don't know that he really knew what we were. I think he kind of got scared. Then we start grunting at him. I think he knew for sure we weren't a buck, so he was probably just confused, and you know, it, it, it just didn't happen. He ended up working off, and we're thinking like, man, this is, this is good. You know, we're, we're, we saw one, we're both a little bit bummed, obviously that we weren't set up properly to get a shot at him. Cause by this time it, it was daylight. We, we could have, um, you know, go, running through the scenarios in our minds of, you know, what could we have done differently? What should we have done? Could we have done this or that or the other? But I mean, we both decided like there was nothing we could do. Yeah. We could have set up 20 yards back further and he would have walked 10 yards in front of us instead of 10 yards behind us. But you know, we, we just, we did the best that we could do. Um, and, and we really couldn't fault ourselves for that. I don't think we did anything wrong, but you know, now we have a decision to make, right? Do we keep hunting in that spot? Do we go hang some stands? Do we try and spot and stalk you know do we try to walk towards him and see if we can get eyes on him you know maybe he just didn't go that far and bed it down um just trying to come up with something we do kind of head his direction see if we can get eyes on him again we couldn't uh so we went and sat back down and then we did similar to what we did the day before going and and walk in the piece a little bit trying to get a better you know understanding of how it lays out and everything in the daylight and we didn't kick anything up there at all either um 
but we kind of knew that, you know, the, the night before was our first afternoon, our first evening in Minnesota, and we weren't in a tree that evening. And so, you know, we knew we couldn't go two days in a row of just hunting the morning and then not hunting at all in the afternoon. And so we had seen that other one that we would shoot that two and a half the, the night before. And then we saw that really nice one, probably a three and a half that morning, all in that area. So we're thinking, man, we this is the best that we've got here. We got to try and make something work. So we ended up getting out of there at a certain point, And we did a similar thing, uh, drive around, try and keep scouting that way if we have a bad night. We might have eyes on a, a new piece. So we, we kind of, you know, work things out like that. Um, then we, we get back there about midday. And when we roll in, one of the trucks that was there that came in after we were there in the morning, um, big group of guys that were dragging out a spike buck. So somebody had some success there. And um, I think there was like six or seven guys that were all there dragging them out and whatever. But once they got them back to the truck, they took off. So we had the spot to ourselves again. Um, and we took a little bit of a nap in the truck, which was much needed. We got our butts kicked big time uh, the day before with all of our packing in and everything. And so we, we took a little bit of a nap and then got up and we had some wind come rolling through. So now that was ripping pretty good. It said it was going to rain on us, but it, it never did, thankfully. But we just, we got out there and found a tree, got everything set up again. And this was our first evening sit in Minnesota. Should have been kind of prime time. Things were good. And we threw up another dud. We just didn't see anything. And so, um, you know, we were a little bit discouraged, back out of there, get back to camp and, you know, talking with everybody. And a lot of these guys were having similar experiences. I mean, they would maybe see a buck or two, maybe a little bit too little, maybe still at dark. I know Mike had like a 130 plus incher um, within five, 10 yards of him, but it was an hour before dark. And, you know, he's just on his walk in. And next thing he knows, he's got a buck that's kind of you know, charging at him a little bit, stomping at him, making circles around him. And so, you know, Mike's got him in his headlight at five, ten yards and whatever, but it's a full hour before daylight, so there's nothing he can do about it. Um, you know, and he maybe saw another deer or two, whatever, over those next couple days. And same thing with Colby and Eli, you know, they would see a, a buck and be like, ah, I don't know, it's kind of small, should I shoot him, should I wait? And you know, they all ended up waiting, waiting, they would see, uh, you know, maybe a, a doe or a fawn here and there. The general consensus was that things were pretty slow for everybody at camp. So that made us feel a little bit better. Anyways, we weren't doing anything necessarily wrong. Um, you know, just a, a tough one out there. And so the, the following day, we decided to try a new spot yet again. Um, and, and this was kind of on a, not a bluff. It wasn't, you know, anything like that, but just a kind of a hillside that we could get up on and, um, overlook a marsh. And so Jake and I got up and, and we did that in the morning and 
that didn't really amount to much of anything. So then we start uh, driving it a little bit because you know we're we're thinking there's got to be some deer bedded down in here. We just aren't seeing them getting up and moving, whatever. So we end up doing a little bit of a drive, and I don't know. We're probably an hour and a half into that drive when we finally kick up a, a doe. Maybe it was a fawn. I mean, it was you know not not the biggest deer ever. Definitely antlerless though, and kicked it up and couldn't get a shot at it pushed it again couldn't get a shot at it and finally it ran off far enough you know that it was totally out of sight and about at the same time that it did that I look over to my left uh, on that same hill that we were sitting on but probably 200 yards from where we were sitting there's a buck kind of running up that hill and he runs all the way up to the top and that hill was separated you know half of it was public half of it was private and so the back half was all private land and he was right up on top and he's probably at I don't know 175 yards maybe and Jake and I both had him in our our crosshairs but ultimately we just decided you know he's, he's it was a far shot there could have been some branches in the way um he's right on the top of this ridge so you know, if we miss or if the bullet goes all the way through him, we don't know where that bullet's going to go on the other side. It was close to the road. It was super, super close to private. It, it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't something we could take. And so it was another one of those things when it was all said and done. And this wasn't a giant buck by any means, but when it was all said and done, Jake and I, you know, we're going over it and, oh, what could we have done differently? Should we have shot? And once again, you know, we both decided that we had made the right decision there. Um, you know, we, we shouldn't have shot at him and we didn't. So, uh, but you know, we saw a couple deer and so it was a similar thing. Then we actually went back to camp because Eli had to leave. So, um, you know, we went and said goodbye to him as he got packed up and everything and tried to regroup and figure out where everybody was going to go for the night. And this was Monday and it, it was pretty warm that day. It was into like the mid sixties. So that wasn't looking too good for hunting weather, obviously. So, um, but we ended up going back to that same piece and sitting on the bluff or on the ridge, uh, that, that hill, I should say. And, um, Jake and I sat there a little ways, kind of in between where that buck went and where we sat in the morning and, um, didn't see anything, but you know, it was pretty warm. He and I just kind of were hanging out talking, um, you know, just kind of catching up because we haven't been getting to see each other as much these days. So it was more of just a, a catch up with a buddy and, and hang out. And I think we both needed that. So neither one of us was too disappointed and not seeing anything that night. Uh, but then it, it came Tuesday and Tuesday was the last day I had. I had to go back to work Wednesday. Um, Tuesday was it. And we were kind of on the fence about, you know, how is this going to look? When were we trying to get back home? Um, you know, where were we going to hunt? I figured we could get a morning sit in and then leave midday. Um, and it just so happens the property that I normally hunt on was only like 40 minutes from where we were staying in Minnesota. So we just decided that morning, like, let's just get up and go back there. Um, that's That was going to be on the way home anyways. And I was kind of itching to get another hunt there before our Wisconsin gun season happens. And so we, we made it there and um, hunted that morning. And we ended up seeing three bucks 
one year and a half, you know, smaller guy, um, and like a, a, you know, decent size, two and a half year old, seven pointer. And then we saw a really nice buck, probably a three and a half year old, eight point dark rack, real heavy, just a really good looking buck. And, um, I ended up being at full draw on that smallest one. He was the first one we saw, um, and just never came to fruition there. And then the second one that we saw was way too far away. He, he was at 200 plus yards the whole time. Tried grunting at him. He couldn't hear us. Um, and then we had that, that the last one we saw was that really big one. And he came from the field, uh, 200 yards from us and was walking like directly at the tree we were sitting in. And finally, you know, he gets pretty close and we're kind of trying to decide which side of the tree I should be on, where he's going to get to. Uh, we didn't have to shuffle around. He came to the side I was on. Jake's filming him. It's all good. And uh, he gets he gets close enough. I draw back, and he, he's now he's stopping. He's not sure about where he wants to go, what he wants to do. I'm drawn back for quite a while. Um, finally, he gets to a, a spot at like 42 yards. And at the time, I thought it was 35 and, uh, you know, I'm still at full draw on him. I have maybe like a, maybe a six inch window through the, the brush that I could shoot him in. And I'm thinking he's at 35. He's heavily quartered towards us. He, it turned out he was at 42. Um, and so it was just like all signs were pointing towards don't shoot, which was really, really hard to do being at full draw on a nice, mature buck, especially after the weekend that we had had. Um, but I didn't I didn't shoot. He worked his way off. I let down, and that was that. Um, you know, it, it, it didn't happen for us there, but it was a, a fun hunt and a good hunt, and it was a good way to end the weekend after uh, a big struggle at camp over there. Um, and, and actually that morning, Wednesday morning, Colby, uh, ended up shooting a buck. So he, he did end up getting one camp was not completely deerless. Um, but it just so happened to be after Eli left and after Jake and I left, I think Mike was still there to help him drag it out and celebrate with him a little bit and whatever. But, um, yeah, it was obviously a, a positive note there on the last day of camp, but Definitely would have liked to have a little bit more action going on throughout there. Um, we did have another shot fired, um, but nothing came of that either. So it was slow, man. It, it was slow, but we ended up uh, at least getting a buck and seeing some and, and seeing some on our property in Wisconsin, which is, you know, to me was like the highlight. I mean, that was a better sign than any of it um, for sure. But, but yeah, that was, that was about it for the trip. So I don't want to get too long winded here on you guys. I just thought we kind of owed you a little bit of an overview there because we had hyped it up a little bit and we're big talk, you know, thinking we were going to get a couple of podcasts out of it and some good videos and, um, ended up not really getting as much as we thought, but thought I could do a recap podcast here for you guys and we will have a video coming out on Monday. Um, I've yet to see the footage that Colby got from his buck, but I, I know we got some, you know, enough we can make a, a sweet video out of it and, and do it some justice. So, 
Um, that will be coming out. Stay tuned. Be on the lookout for that. Um, and once again, let us know if this is a form of content that you guys might enjoy. Um, just kind of more of a one guy talking and, you know, being a little bit, a uh, little bit more comedic and, and not censored really. And, um, you know, just trying to provide a little bit more entertainment value. If that's something you guys might be interested in, definitely leave us a comment. Let us know. But as always, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you guys next time.